Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you don't know who I am, uh, how'd you find me? <laughs> and thank you for watching. And also, um, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together so you can be a real boss out in these streets, okay? Um, things like getting your business registered with the state, making sure that you have EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, operating agreements, contract templates, basic brand protection strategies, hiring um, hiring strategies, what non-disclosure agreements, whatever you need to do to build the foundation of your business, your girl got you. Why am I qualified to do all of this stuff for you? I'm so happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. Hey, open arms. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some concepts that you need to know. There's no way around it, okay? Um, so if you would like to connect me so that we can get your business life in order, I want you to go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm there. You're going to be able to book a free 15 minute consultation. Uh, if you're a first time, you're also going to be able to download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your business in seven days or less. And if you're a little bit beyond that point, I've also got the business launch, business startup basics video training that will take you through, uh, basically how to boss one-on-one, everything you need to know from nuts to bolts. All right. It's a video training. Four videos, three ebooks, totally worth it. Um, go pick it up, all right? And ladies, uh, my the Power of Three Virtual Summit is coming up. I'm a featured speaker and it's totally free to attend and it's online. You ain't got to go nowhere and risk the COVID. Um, so go to Linktree forward slash MTL Consulting Firm and, and reserve your spots on today, okay? Now we have talked about what I do. Let's uh, just intro the show a little bit. I know everybody watching. You know, y'all are... Y'all are Y'all are the seniors, <laughs> the graduating seniors, but we may have some freshmen watching, okay? So the way that the, the show works is I pull stories that you guys have suggested to me that I have pulled from blog sites and the news that I feel like have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss them, okay? So this is a conversation. I want to hear from you guys. I want you to drop questions. I want you to be involved, okay? So we are getting started right about now, all right? Um, and the first story that we are talking about um, does anybody know the group Lady Antebellum? Lady Antebellum. Um, they, they're like a country group, but they, you know, they've crossed over into pop. If you have heard of the group Lady Antebellum, give me an LA in the comments, okay? Um, for those of you who, who don't know who Lady Antebellum, you know who they are? Okay. Well, Lady Antebellum, um, they have recently stated that they're going to be changing the name of their group. Um, because they released a statement saying that, you know, when they, when, when they, thank you, open arms cream, that when they came out as a group and they named themselves Lady Antebellum, they used the word antebellum because it reminded them of the Southern style of photos they took. And they did not realize, you know, um, the, 
the um the hurtful history behind antebellum and for those of you who may not um understand what that means when we talk about the antebellum um america that means america before the civil war meaning america when there was still slavery so when lady antebellum is out here calling themselves lady antebellum that is kind of a triggering word particularly for um black people whose roots are in the united states all right all right now, you know, with all of the protests and things happening over the brutality that black women have been receiving um, at the hands of, you know, police, uh, a lot of people are out here trying to change their policy. So Lady Antebellum is one of those groups um, that is out there to change their name. But before we go into that part, I want to say what a luxury it is to not have to think of the hurtful history behind something that you're using. And I want to say this to anybody who's watching this show. If you are, um, a white person who watches me, I love all of my followers. I think y'all are great. And I thank you for your support. But when, when black people are, you know, talking about the things that affect them. Just because you have never experienced it doesn't mean it's not happening. As a white person, you have the luxury of not knowing the hurtful history, the destructive history, the violent history of what has happened to people of color in this country. And this is the um, exact thing that happened to Lady Antebellum. They used a name that they thought was reminiscent of the Romantic South and totally didn't think about how hurtful pre-Civil War United States was to people of color, particularly black people in this country, right? But apparently everyone's having their come to Jesus moment at this time. So Lady Antebellum has decided to change their name as a group to Lady A. Here is the problem. There's already somebody going by the name of Lady A. There is a blues singer, a black woman by the name of Anita White. She is 61 years old and she has been using the name Lady A um, for 20 years. And Lady Antebellum came out with this statement that I'm going to tell you in a minute, Ashley. Um, and Lady Antebellum, they came out with this statement that they were going to call themselves Lady A. They didn't bother doing any research as to whether someone else was already using the name Lady A. And, uh, and with, with, um, you know, every right, Lady A, Anita White, she is pissed. She's like, I have been singing for 20 years. I am a, I am a renowned blues singer. And this group comes up out of nowhere and is trying to use my name. So now Lady Antebellum has to go back to the drawing board and pick another name. Yes, all of a sudden, open up screen. Everybody's Black Lives Matter when just last year, Black Lives Matter was damn near a curse word, okay? Um, I'm gonna tell you in a minute, Ashley, okay? Uh, but, uh, yes, but uh, Anita White, she's like, um, hey girls, there's already a Lady A here, so Lady Antebellum has to go back to the drawing board and find a new name for their group. And this is why I say that research is important. When you are trying to pick a trademark, a logo, a business name, it is important to do your research so you don't step on anybody's toes. Lady Antebellum, y'all got too much money, y'all got too much clout, y'all have too many lawyers to be out here not doing the research on the change of your name, okay? So, um, we will wait and see what Lady Antebellum decides to change their name to, but, you know, this is, again, this is a cautionary tale. You've got to do your research out here in these business streets, okay? All right, <laughs> yes, Ashley, all right? Okay, 
So yeah, so that is our first story. Now we are getting to our title story of the evening and I'm very excited about this because I was having a heated discussion with one of my good girls, uh, Miss Whitney, today. So um, the title of this show is Oh, Be Simone. Uh, if you don't know who B. Simone is, um, I kind of know who she is. I, I have seen her on Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. I guess she's a comedian and blogger and, you know, internet personality. She does a lot of things. And um, B. Simone was apparently promoting a book that she was uh, launching uh, you know, and the book was thirty dollars, um, and it was supposed to be. It was called Baby Girl Manifest Your Life, and it was supposed to be, you know, a how-to guide to building the life you want. Well, the book came out, and um, there were several claims that uh, B. Simone plagiarized a lot of the stuff in her book. They said that the book was full of um, Pinterest lists and internet memes, um, as opposed to being an actual book that B. Simone wrote, right? Now, uh, I, I saw on the internet, there were people doing side-by-side photos of where, you know, the items were ripped off, and it was very clear they didn't even change the order of the questions, they didn't change the font, anything, right? So today, uh, one of my friends sends me a, a, a statement that B. Simone released on her social media where she said that, you know, she dropped the ball because she didn't supervise her team. She hi- she hired out the work to other people, people on her team, and they, apparently they were the ones who sourced all of this material. However, she says she's taking, she's taking the blame because she did not check to see that the work was, you know, of quality. Sincere 39, B. Simone, she is like a comedian, blogger, internet personality. Um, she, if you've ever watched Nick Cannon's Wild and Out, she's on there, okay? Uh, anyway, so B. Simone is being dragged through the dirt uh, for plagiarism, not only because it was plagiarized, but also because just a few days prior, she was saying how, I think this is mostly the reason why, she was saying how she could not date a man who worked a regular nine to five job because he couldn't understand what it was like to be an entrepreneur, all right? So now B. Simone is out here in these streets, Yes. So now B. Simone is out here in these streets with egg on her face because you come out with this book and now you look like you are a plagiarizer because you did not check the work of your employees, the people who you hired to do the work for you. Now, we all know no person is an island, no business is an island. It is not unreasonable for B. Simone to have hired out some of the work for putting this book together. However, as a business owner, as the face of your company, as the name who's going on this book, it is your duty to make sure that you know exactly what's going on with your business, all right? B. Simone did not do that backup work. Yes, you hire people to do a good job, but if your name is going on something, you need to check up on it. As a business owner, when something goes wrong, your client is not gonna wanna hear, well, oh, JoJo in the back messed up. They're going to blame you. So it is up to you as a business owner to understand every facet of your business. Now, you may not be able to run every facet of your business. No person can. I know my strengths. I'm not a great marketer. I can't do graphic design. There's a lot of things I can't do. So when I can, I hire out to do that, right? However, when I do hire out to someone, 
I make sure that I review their work before I put it out there in the world because my name is on it and that's my reputation. Ashley Nicole said, Dan, we got to build them leadership skills, B. It's not just leadership skills. It's, um, it's, it's being careful. You can't just drop, uh, you can't just drop things in your employees or independent contractors lap and do, and you know, let it go. There is a reason why you are supposed to sign off on certain things when you contract out to a person. Whenever I have a service person come to my house, I have to sign off on the work order so that it, there is proof that it is done. You need to do your background search. B. Simone didn't have to necessarily read the book from cover to cover, even though if you're saying that this is your book that you wrote, maybe you should have read it cover to cover, but at the very least, she should have been checking the work of the people she hired to make sure it is up to her standards as a business owner. Nobody cares about who you hired. Nobody's asking who the team was. All they're looking at is B. Simone and the fact that she didn't do what she was supposed to do. Now, aside from that, B. Simone has also opened herself up to um, lawsuits um, for copyright infringement. We don't know whether these um, Pinterest posts and internet memes have been copyrighted or if the images were copyrighted. So that's something that B. Simone is going to have to take care of. As of now, she has shut down sales of her book until this can get resolved, but she may be getting sued for this. So B. So the cautionary tale that I want you to take from B. Simone is that yes, you can hire people to do things, but it is still up to you to give the final say-so at the end. You need to know what's happening in your business, okay? You may not know every nook and cranny, but you should at least have a basic understanding of what's happening. Where were the um, the check-in meetings to see what the team was putting together? Where was the personal research? Where was the effort? You didn't even change up the question. So what was your team doing all this time? Also, um, as a business owner, what I do respect about B. Simone is that she owned up to it, okay? She said, yes, I dropped the ball. I did not do, you know, the legwork. I didn't check up on people, and that is my bad. In business, you're going to take some L's, and it's better to take those L's with dignity. And I feel like for her to get on the internet and say, yes, I messed up. I'm sorry. This is my bad. I have to take the L. I commend her for that. Um, Ashton Nicole said, I had no idea that was the issue. I just heard people talk about her. To say that a nine to five man don't understand now makes her sound like an ass. Sheesh, how embarrassing. Yes, it is very embarrassing. And I think that's why she's getting the backlash. Um, hey, sense by bling all this. And I think that's why she's getting the backlash that she did because you've been touting yourself as this entrepreneur and there's been like, you know, the road to a million or whatever, and, um, and for, for some people, they felt like it was an insult for her to say she could not date a man who works a nine to five. And yet you're out here being proved a fraud. Hey, Envy crew. Um, but yes, so B. Simone, the lesson that we can learn from that is you always need to check up on the work of your employees or the people you hire out to. You should never just rely on them because you want to make sure that your vision is executed the way that you exactly want it. You don't want to have to worry, oh, did so-and-so do this? Did so-and-so do that? You should know. I am reminded of, y'all know I love Beyonce. When I watched Homecoming, 
Beyonce, she helped pick out the cloth, every stitch, every, you know, every part of her, of her Coachella show, she was involved in. She knew where, you know, where the instruments were supposed to come in. B. Simone, you are the Beyonce of your team. You should have known where all the information was coming from. You should have known what the entire book looked like. There's no, you should, this should not have happened to you. So, two lessons. Make sure that you know where your stuff is sourced from because you don't want to be sued for copyright infringement. And two, check your team's work. Check your team's work, all right? But that's all I'm going to say about B. Simone. Uh, Miss Whitney, are you in here? Do you have any words? Because today I was on the phone with Miss Whitney and she is a B. Simone uh, stan, okay? Um, but yes, we are going to move on to our next stories. For those who just came in, you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you uh, have a business idea that you're like, I don't know how to get this started, but I just got to do it. I want you to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation so we can come up with a business formation strategy that works for you. Okay. Um, but back to our stories. Uh, do we have any Marvel fans in here? Do we have any fans of Marvel's The Punisher? Do we have any fans? If you are a fan of Marvel's The Punisher, give me a skull emoji. If you are a fan of Marvel's The Punisher, give me a skull emoji. Okay. Um, why am I asking you about Marvel? Um, now we know that Marvel has trademarks all over the place. They've got uh, Avengers, Daredevil, Iron Man, Thor, well, not Thor, uh, all this stuff, right? Okay, Sincere39, he is a fan of Marvel's The Punisher, right? Um, well, we all, we know that Marvel has tons of trademarks, and companies, like, you're a fan of Marvel, not The Punisher, okay. Hi, Bob Mohammed, hip-hop show. Um, well, one of Marvel's many trademarks is The Punisher, and apparently, you know, um, with all of the protests that have been going on and with COVID, uh, a lot of people have seen police officers with, uh, masks that have the Punisher, um, the Punisher logo on it, right? Or the Punisher face. And, um, I guess Marvel fans who are not too keen on that, they have been asking Marvel to, uh, sue... <laughs> sue, uh, the police, police officers and to get them to stop wearing Punisher masks. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing. Marvel can't do that. Marvel, this is, this is, uh, this is not a concerted effort. There are too many people out here who have Punisher masks. There is no way for Marvel to track down each and every person who has a Mar, you know, a Marvel Punisher mask. And then on top of that, the mask might be, might be bootleg. It might not be a real Marvel mask. But, um, Marvel did make a statement. Hi, TB Moore. Marvel did make a statement. They said, look, we understand what's going on and, you know, and we stand with, you know, the protesters. We have always made our opinions known about how we, how we feel about people of color and police brutality and all this stuff. But they're saying, we can't sue these police officers. It's just not possible. Um, so... While you can stop someone from making money off of your trademark, that doesn't mean that you can keep someone from uh, 
purchasing your trademark goods and wearing it. It's like, okay, if I make t-shirts, right? This is an extreme, extreme, extreme example. Let's say I make Black Lives Matter t-shirts and a white supremacist buys one of my Black Lives Matter t-shirts, right? And let's say, you can't do this at this point, but let's say I have Black Lives Matter trademarked and a white supremacist buys my t-shirt. I cannot stop that white supremacist from buying my t-shirt or wearing my t-shirt or doing whatever he wants with my t-shirt because he has already purchased it. And that's essentially the same thing that's happened with the police officers. While protesters and other fans, people who are not necessarily fans of the police may not like that the police are wearing Punisher masks, it is not Marvel's right. Marvel does not have the right or the capacity to go after each and every officer who's wearing a Punisher mask, okay? <clears throat> so, now, if these officers were making money, if they were making Punisher masks and, you know, selling it to officers, then those people could be in trouble because are you an authorized distributor of Punisher paraphernalia? All right? Okay. Whew. All right, so we have gotten past the heavy stories, y'all. We've had, you know, some very heavy stories tonight. Uh, but, you know, it, we have to talk about these things. Um, for those of you who did not catch the beginning of the show, I talked about Lady Antebellum, this country group that is in the process of changing their name. Uh, and we had a good little discussion as to why um, them being able to change their name and the reason why they're changing their name is completely a luxury that groups of color in this country don't um, have the uh, don't don't have access to. So I really would appreciate it if you guys, if you didn't see the beginning of the show, go back and watch the beginning because it's a very important statement. But moving on to the fun stuff. <clears throat> Any of my friends in here want to get involved in the cannabis industry? If you want to get involved in the cannabis industry, or if you are involved in the cannabis industry, give me a green leaf emoji. Okay. And while you do this, I'm going to um, tell you why I'm asking you about this. So we all know that cannabis is legal in California, both medical and recreational. And there are two um, <clears throat> companies out there that sell um, different cannabis products. Now, um, they are CBD products, but we know that CBD is derived from a cannabis plant. Um one of these companies is named Axel, A-A-X-L-L. They sell CBD products, and they also, um, and thank you, Bob Muhammad Hip Hop Show, and they also, um, and they also sell, you know, um, as in selling CBD products, they sell different strains of CBD. As well, there is a company that called Charlotte's Web Incorporated. Um, they sell CBD oil and hemp oil, okay? Um, they applied for a federal trademark in 2019 for Charlotte's Web, and they were denied. Can anybody tell me why this CBD oil and hemp oil company were denied a trademark in um, 2019? Let me know. Why do you think that Charlotte's Web International was denied the trademark for Charlotte's Web uh, as a federal trademark? This is a CBD oil and hemp company, okay? 
I'm going to give y'all like three more seconds and then I'm going to um, give y'all the answers. Okay. The cartoon. No, not the cartoon, not the cartoon because it's in a totally different category. Remember when you have a trademark, you can have the same name trademarked in different industries. Um, not because of the book, but because they were trying to trademark it in the cannabis industry, not because of the book, um, because they were trying to trademark Charlotte's web as a cannabis brand. Now, Charlotte's web is the name of a book. However, Charlotte's web, I'm sure they've got their copyrights and trademarks for, you know, movies and entertainment. Charlotte's web, the people who handle the book, I don't think they're involved in the cannabis industry, right? Um, but because cannabis is legal in California, you, you have some kind of loopholes that you can have in terms of naming stuff. You just can't have any trademarks on them. So Charlotte's Web International, their mistake was trying to get a federal trademark for a CBD strain. Um, and the federal government said no. So they tried, they applied, they got denied. And Axel started selling their own Charlotte's Web strain. Okay. And Charlotte's Web was, Charlotte's Web International was like, hey, 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 Charlotte's Web is ours. You can't sell, um, you can't sell it. So, um, <clears throat> Axel is now suing to have Charlotte's Web's state trademark canceled. All of y'all are saying the book, it has nothing to do with the book. It has to do that they were trying to get a federal trademark for a, for a cannabis product, for cannabis products, okay? Um, remember, cannabis is still federally illegal. While they can apply for state trademarks because it is legal in the state of California, unless you can prove that your products have less than 0.03% THC volume, you can, that, that is considered a cannabis product and you cannot have any trademarks that are associated with it, at least not on the federal level. So Charlotte's Web was trying to flex their muscles and saying, we've got you, we've got dibs on Charlotte's Web. And Axel said, no girl, because you were denied your trademark. So they are battling this out in court now. Axel is trying to get Charlotte's Web's state trademark canceled because they're saying that it's a generic term for a strain and strain names cannot be trademarked. That's the general rule that you cannot trademark the strain of a strain of cannabis. Um, yes, it's still a schedule one drug. Exactly. That's why it is. Okay. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens between Axel and Charlotte's web. But what do you think is going to happen here? Because, because strains cannot be trademarked. What do you think is going to happen here between Charlotte's web and Axel? What do you think? What do you think? Ooh, we are running late. What do you think? And after this, um, yeah, we're going to have one more story. I thought we were going to have time for two. Charlotte Webb was your favorite book. I remember reading it. It was a good book. Um, for me, I think that Charlotte's Web, International, and Axel are basically just going to have to come to some kind of um, stalemate truce. Um, it's not going to get thrown out of court by Muhammad. I doubt it'll get thrown out of court. I think that the, that the court is probably going to, again, affirm a ruling that you cannot trademark, um, a, a, a cannabis strain, right? 
and it will effectively end the effectively end the lawsuit. But they're going to have to come to some decision because I'm sure that there are some state laws involved as well. This is not just a federal issue. Because remember, both of these companies they're located in the state of California, where recreational cannabis is legal. So if there are any state trademarks that have been filed, there's going to be issues with that too. Okay, so I will keep you updated on that story as it develops. But um, go check that out, the Axel versus Charlotte's Web, if you're if you're interested in the cannabis industry. I think it's a really interesting story. Um, yes, and the last case that we are talking about tonight, um, uh, actually, I wish I had talked about this in the, in the beginning, but um, there is a man by the name of Munimo Mashanga, um, and he is a disgusting individual. Uh, Munimo Mashanga is trying to trademark George Floyd's name so he can make a movie out of it. Um, and again, I want to tell you guys, stop doing this. This is disgusting. It is like, it is awful behavior. Why would you want to, like, this is a man's life. It, like, his body is barely cold. And his, if anybody's going to have access to his name, it's going to be his family. So if you know anybody out here who's trying to trademark anything having to do with George Floyd or these protests, please tell them to stop because it's gross and it's disgusting. Um, but, um... Munima Mashanga's uh, trademark application will probably be thrown out because he has absolutely no connection to George Floyd or his family, okay? Um, but yeah, but those were the stories that I wanted to share with you guys tonight. As always, we had some good participation tonight. I am always so grateful for, you know, capitalism. Yes, girl, capitalism, like... There, I mean, you have to have some limits. You have to have some limits, okay? Let Leave that man in peace. Um, but yes, again, I want to thank you guys for your participation. I want to thank you for your attention. Um, please go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Go see everything your girl has going on. Ladies, go register for the Free Power of Three Women's Virtual Summit. Everybody, make sure that you have your free biz launch cheat sheet to help you get that business off the ground in seven days or less. Pick up business startup basics. It is how to be a boss 101, basically, like four videos, three ebooks, what more you want. Um, <clears throat> yes, so we're going to be back here tomorrow. I have one story that I did not finish, um, and we will have a full plate tomorrow. Can't wait to talk to you guys. Um, you know what? Let's take a couple minutes. Do you guys have any questions about the stories that we had tonight? We talked about Lady Antebellum changing the name. We talked about, uh, B. Simone not checking her employees' work. We talked about Marvell and the Punisher masks. We talked about Axel and Charlotte's Web. We talked about Munimo Mashanga and what a disgusting individual he is. But do we have any questions about tonight's stories? <clears throat> I'm going to give y'all to like 8.40 if we have questions. If we don't, I'm going to close out. I'm going to give y'all like 30 seconds because I know that there's a little bit of delay on Facebook. But um, again, the reason why I do this show is to teach you guys the concepts that you need to know as business owners. Sometimes it can be a little abstract when you're just read it, reading it, but when you see it in full force, in action, in the real world, it makes a lot more sense, okay? So that is why I do this. So if you ever have a question, please, please, please feel free to drop it, okay? Um, so I'm going to give you all like 10 more seconds, and then we're going to head out for the night, okay? 
Um, meet me back here tomorrow at eight o'clock. Be safe, be well, take care of yourselves. Uh, and Black Lives Matter. Good night.